This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast. Well, now we have the Andy Reid Super Bowl set as the uh, Sunday Hall of Fame coach. Uh, and, you know, long time, as you've listened to me, know one of my favorites. Andy Reid will now take on his old team. He standing between him and winning that second Super Bowl is none other than the Philadelphia Eagles now that the uh, Chiefs win on a late field goal will get to. There's a lot of controversy to get there in that game. It was a wild finish, heroic performance by Mahomes, and he was clearly hurting again. I think he was hurting the whole time. But let's start with the first game, which was easy to digest, and then we'll get to all the controversy of the second game, okay, and everything that's going on. Um. As far as the first game goes, the Eagles had some advantages going in, even though San Francisco was a great roster and a really good team that had had a tremendous season, and Purdy's done a great job. But I told you uh, in my analysis that I thought that the Eagle pass rush, which was so dynamic against so dynamic uh, against uh, the Giants, would be uh, the difference, and it turned out that it just was unbelievable. Riddick was crazy, and they just punished the Niners and obviously knocked two quarterbacks out of the game. Uh, I never saw a game where a team basically operated the second half without any passing game, without any even acting like they had a passing game. So it was really 30 minutes of just, you know, let the clock wind down and let's see how many points the Eagles are going to score. After, after Purdy gets hurt. Um, the Eagles were better, and I'll tell you, Hurts, one of the reasons, and I picked the Eagles to win the game last week by three, but I picked the Giants to cover. One of the reasons why was I thought Hurts was still hurting, and he looked tremendous against the Giants. He looked terrible today. His throws were off all day, and he has been pinpoint, pinpoint, with his passing all year, especially his long passing. And today, he was short, he was long, he was bouncing the ball at people's feet. He was off all day. He ran the ball one time, five times on that last touchdown drive and scored one, but he did nothing today. It was the eagle defense, the eagle running game, and then once they knocked the quarterbacks out and they couldn't throw the ball, the game was a romp, and that's what it wound up being. Uh, The Eagles are a very formidable team. They deserve to be here. They've earned their way here. I thought San Francisco was unlucky today. 
I don't think they would have matched up in one anyway. I really don't. Um, I thought the better team won. Uh, I I thought that the right team is in the Super Bowl, and uh, that's how it should be. They deserve to be here. They earned their way here. They've been that good all season, uh, and they deserve to play uh, against the best. And they and they will play against the best two weeks from now. Um, the Eagles have been established as a two point favorite in the game. Maybe it goes to three. Maybe. It, Stays at two right around there. I don't think the Chiefs are going to get a lot of points. The Chiefs wound up being favored by a point and a half today at the final analysis. So the 15th straight game, the most in history, looked like they might be underdog though in the Super Bowl. They've opened as a two-point underdog. And if you're interested, it's Philly two and 49 and a half are the Super Bowl uh, opening numbers. Um, So really not much to discuss there. Best player on the field today, Riddick. Uh in what was a very ho-hum game. And I thought uh, San Francisco gave it everything they could. They just didn't have much chance once the quarterbacks got hurt. Now to the second game. Obviously, we knew Mahomes wouldn't be 100%. He wasn't. And halfway through the game, he re-injured it, and clearly it was bothering him. We saw a lot of the players go out on both sides. Boyd was a huge loss. He caught two passes for 40 yards, bing, bing, back-to-back, and then he never played again. Huge loss in the game for the Bengals. They lost, obviously, a bunch of guys, including Tony. They had to play kids. And they got a tremendous game. There's two people that stand out for me in the Chief game today, in the Chief victory. Two players that really stand out. Number one, Chris Jones has had an incredible season. Okay? He's a great lineman. He has had an incredible season. And today, he made the play of the year for the Bengals by getting the ball back for them by sacking Burrow on third down. He got two big sacks in the game. Clark got a sack and a half. Jones got two sacks. I told you that Jones was going to have to make his presence felt to beat them. But it wasn't just that that beat them. And then the other guy, clearly, was a guy who has been pretty much a bust until the playoffs. He had a touchdown pass reception last week. But tonight, Valdez Scantling was terrific. And bringing him in for the year, he completely made that a good deal by what he did with last week and really what he did this week. Six catches for 116 yards and a touchdown. Some great catches, a couple of on badly thrown balls, uh, really wonderful catches, and a, a tremendous game for him. Six for 116 and a touchdown, and they needed that in a very, very big way. Pacheco gave them a good game. Now, he didn't rush the ball much, but he caught the ball five times for 59 yards and made some big plays. And running the ball 10 times for 26 yards, nobody ran the ball in the game. Mixon didn't. Pacheco didn't. Nobody did. On either side, nobody ran the ball. The quarterback running turned out to be the biggest play. Burrow made a big play running. And then, of course, Mahomes running late 
getting out of bounds, and then getting hit. And that's where the social media is insane tonight. And the Bengals, led by their head coach, who is a very talented young coach of a very talented young staff, uh, from what I saw so far, handled it with great class. Because let's be honest, this game from the last 10 minutes was so badly officiated that it boggles the mind. Waving off plays. Calls that weren't made. Calls that were made. Calls that made no sense. Stopping plays and then readjusting the clock. And then, and then, and listen, there is a difference. And if you don't think there is, then you don't understand sports. There is a difference of making a call in a 27-17 game in October and making the same call with seconds remaining in an AFC title game and realizing that the flag you're going to throw is going to decide the championship instead of allowing them, using common sense, and allowing them to play overtime. Because that's what would have happened. They weren't in field goal range yet. They would have only had eight seconds left, and they had no timeouts. That play on a regular Tuesday, on a regular Monday night, is that a roughing Mahomes? Yes, because you're not allowed to touch a Mahomes. But with the game 2020 and having a defender running at full bore to stop a quarterback from gaining precious yardage, and he has no ability to stop himself there. And if you look at the push, it is not flagrant. It is not a vicious hit. If this was a vicious hit that took the quarterback's head off, I'd say, listen, you got to be smarter than that. But to ask him to hustle on the play and then ask him to not be able to make contact when Mahomes stops in front of him or limps in front of him, what do you want the defender to do? And you also ask, and I'm telling you something, I'm rooting for it. I picked Kansas City to win the championship this year. I have to admit this week, I picked Cincinnati in my picks because I thought they were the healthier team. I thought they were the more together team. And I thought Mahomes was hurting. And I thought they would really miss not having Tariq Hill in this game. And I thought their offensive line would hold up. And some of those things didn't happen. And instead of Cincinnati, you know, they didn't have all their weapons. They had guys get hurt in the game. Their offensive line didn't perform well. But in the last 10 minutes, they got absolutely screwed. And I'm not even going to get into the videos that you will see that will show there was a blatant clip on the punt return. And it's blatant. And the fact that on the last play, there was a blatant hold that would have brought back to Mahomes' run. I'm not even going to get into that. Those can be made a lot of times. I'm not asking for flags always to be thrown. They can miss a clip. They can miss a hold. 
But you decide to pull that flag out when you know that flag down distance time score is going to decide a championship. You have to use some common sense as an official, as a referee. You have to go to your officials and say, you want that call there? At that time, knowing that's going to decide a championship, you're going to move it in and make it an almost chip shot field goal and take away two great quarterbacks, two great teams' chance to finish that fairly and squarely on the field as we should have been able to watch tonight. Hey, if Mahomes had gotten out of bounds, come back, made another play, and kicked the long field goal, God bless him. We all know how good Mahomes is. No one needs to be told how good Mahomes is. No one needs to be told how good Burrow is. We know how good they are. They're great quarterbacks. We know that. Mahomes is a great quarterback. This is his third Super Bowl. We know what kind of coach Andy Reid is. We know what kind of player Chris Jones is. We know what kind of player Kelsey is. They're champions. They're chiefs. I hope they beat the Eagles in two weeks. I'll be rooting for them to beat the Eagles. The bottom line is, though, you want to see common sense in officiating. And that wasn't it. And the idea that any call that you would make in a regular game in week two is the same in the title game when it's tied with seconds remaining, uh-uh. That's not officiating. You don't want to decide title. That title was decided by a penalty. There's no way around it. There's, listen, did Chris Jones make a great third down play to Sack Burrow? Yes. Kudos to him. Did Reddick make a great play in the first game and hurt Purdy? Yes. That's football. But that official pulling that flag out of his pocket was going to be the difference between a win or overtime. And we deserve to get overtime there. He wasn't, he hadn't earned a field goal yet. He didn't have two minutes left to earn a field goal. There was no more time to gain. He couldn't run another play. The bottom line, that's not the idea of officiating plus That is on top of, I can go through how many bad calls, non-calls, calls calls that were made, misplays, stopping plays, stopping action, clock malfunctions. I mean, just ridiculously poor officiating. And you know what you come away with? You come away with thousands of people saying the game's rigged, which I hate dealing with if you know me. 
because I don't think the games are rigged. I think sometimes the officiating stinks, but I don't think they're corrupt. I think they're just incompetent. And I don't want them to decide a title. I want the players, I want those great quarterbacks to decide the title. If he had run the ball down to the 35-yard line with a second left and gone out of bounds, okay, and they called it, I would say, hey, he's already in field goal range. But they weren't in field goal range. This put them in field goal range. That's deciding a championship. And that's wrong. And I'll tell you, you're going to see chapter and verse, whether it's originating from Cincinnati or originating wherever, you're going to see a terrible clip on the punt return. And there was one. I've already seen it five times. There's a blatant clip. And it's a blatant hold on the, on the last play that Mahomes ran. Blatant. And if that was the only video, I'd say, hey, that's the luck of the draw. Just like they think there should have been one or two rough in the past called on Burrow and there were none. Again, I'll live with that one way or the other. I didn't think there was anything outrageous. That call's always ticky-tack anyway. But I just don't want the officials to decide the game. And in this case, they did. And I I think it cheapens what was a great game. I mean, we saw teams that lost players and other players stepped up. We saw quarterbacks make plays. Burrow on fourth down, hit and chase. That set up the tying touchdown. Mahomes to Valdez-Scantling. Mahomes on the move, hitting Kelsey on fourth down, making a big run. I mean, great players. They are great players. We know that. And does Burrow talk too much? Yeah, Yeah, he talked too much. They, they complained about not being treated fairly in Buffalo, being overlooked. They went there and won fair and square, dominated the Bills, and then what did they do? They, they spent the whole week disrespecting Arrowhead and disrespecting the Chiefs. Stupid. Stupid. They'll get smarter about that. But They got behind, they came back. They got behind again, they came back again. They needed to make adjustments, they made adjustments in their their pass protection. They needed to compensate for Boyd being out, they did. Just like they needed to compensate for Tony being out and for two or three other guys being out on the Chiefs. Wonderful second game. Terrible finish and just, just awful officiating. Ten-minute mark-in, just an inept display of officiating.
and that's it. And I give them credit for taking the high road. I give, I give the head coach credit for taking the high road. I give the Bengals credit for taking the high road that I saw so far. Uh, I don't think the city of Cincinnati is going to feel the same way. It obviously hasn't already. They'll have to live with that for a year. Hey, I don't expect the Chiefs to give it back. What I expect is I expect the officials not to decide the game. That's all. Don't have the official. Nobody who watches or invests any time in this game wants the officials to decide the game. Not when you have great players on the field like that. Playing their hearts out. It really, it really ruined that game for me. It really did. And I'm happy. I'm really happy for Andy Reid. I think Kansas City is a you know, great story. I think them against the Eagles will be a terrific Super Bowl. Andy, the Eagles, the whole thing. Andy not being able to win the Super Bowl with Philly. Now getting to try to stop Philly. Philly trying to stop Andy, the whole thing. I mean, there's a great storyline there. Mahomes and what he brings hurts as kind of the, you know, the underdog to Mahomes' Goliath. Two guys who could have been the MVP this year, you know, Hurts won't be, Mahomes will be, but Hurts has got a chance to lift the trophy if he can get the job done. It's a good story. It'll be a good storyline. It'll be a good Super Bowl. I don't think he could have had a bad Super Bowl. I just hated the way this game was decided. And I hated the officiating in the last 10 minutes. Just awful. So, congratulations to the Eagles. And wonderful season to the Niners. They did a great job overcoming making the McCaffrey trade, overcoming adversity at quarterback. Did a wonderful job. Yeah, that game became a mess. And, and they, you know, had a brawl and had a lot of, you know, ugliness and just was sloppy and injuries and, you know, it became a mess. But what can you do? And then a terrific second game that I just hate ended the way it did. So we'll spend the next couple of weeks getting ready for, uh, and Cincinnati had a heck of a season too, let's be honest. They hadn't lost in two months. They won at Buffalo where a lot of people didn't think they could. And they put up a heck of a fight in Kansas City. And now the Eagles have been installed as a two-point favorite. in the Super Bowl, which will be played on February 12th. So we got a lot, a lot to get to as far as that. And the next couple of weeks, we'll spend a lot of time on everything, everything that's going on and everything that uh, they'll have going on with the Bet Rivers folks and play Sugar House, Squares game and everything else going on. So uh, all that's getting ready for the Super Bowl. 
And it should be interesting. We'll have a lot of coverage. And we'll have a busy week coming up this week. So uh, don't get too wrapped up in all the craziness. There's going to be a lot of lot of noise about the second game. But, hey, that's the way it goes. Congratulations to the Eagles. Congratulations to the Chiefs. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to game bet match today from your favorite podcast provider.